We're on the line with Dr. Lisa Herring on her final day as superintendent of Atlanta Public Schools. And Dr. Herring, it's always been an honor to talk to you. And I just want to know how you feel about this transition. Hi, Scott. Listen, I am very grateful for having been given the opportunity to serve and lead in a city that I call home, Atlanta, and doing the work that I love in public education. So I am feeling very proud today. I'm proud of the work that we've accomplished. I'm proud that we navigated well through a global pandemic. And I think there's some legacy work that will continue. Bittersweet is a fair word also, but I'm also excited about what's ahead. So even in this space, I'm grateful to be able to say that I've served our children well in Atlanta. Well, let's talk about some of those, uh, some of those things from the past few years. What do you consider to be some of your greatest challenges and how you met them? So hands down, I was sworn in July 1, 2020, literally during the peak of the pandemic. And although an experienced uh, leader and a former superintendent, nothing compares to inheriting work and also service for children and educating in a space where we were not able to know how to effectively plan in advance. We co-created our strategy. And I'm grateful for all of the leaders, whether they were in public health Uh, whether they were in the medical field or whether they were across the other areas of corporate America to think about how do we continue to educate. That was, without question, one of the greatest challenges. The rest of the work is simply tied to public education and superintendency. You learn how to uh, better understand your community, but most importantly, champion principals and teachers to make certain that they have what they need. I don't think that that's a challenge. I think that's the golden opportunity in this work. And then I think it's also today that. Oops, I lost you. You still there? Our clients have reached a high level of performance and proficiency as it relates to learning, teaching and learning and education. And that, of course, will continue uh, regardless of who's in the seat. That's the imperative we have to continue. One of the themes we're dealing with now, Dr. Herring, is uh, is staff retention, especially teacher burnout, and you've made some real strides there. What's key to keeping educators on the job? I appreciate you naming that. There's several things that I think we have to live. First and foremost, classroom teachers must know that they are valued, and that comes in multiple categories. So we know the obvious is ensuring that we provide a highly competitive salary, but we also provide other opportunities for teachers to grow. And I'll name a couple of things that simply carried into this administration. During the pandemic, our classroom teachers were worried and afraid of returning. And so we were very intentional around having them be a part of the plan to onboard back into the school building. We also were very thoughtful about making a support available for them with mental health support above and beyond uh, employee assistance programs and assistance programs, and that was important. The other piece is I've spent the last three years elevating teacher voice with our teacher advisory, with reimagining classrooms and allowing teachers to lead that and providing professional learning. I think those all combined have made a difference for Atlanta. When we started this school year, we had, I believe, less than seven teacher vacancies throughout our entire organization. And I think that's very telling where there are districts where they continue to struggle to get those positions filled. And the job that remains to helping students catch up, uh, because uh, even you know the testing has pretty well shown that 
We've got some gaps there, thanks to the way the pandemic had to be handled. You know, where do you see that heading, and where are we now? So listen, I've been very proud of a very robust career where I've championed the work that's tied to literacy and numeracy, addressing achievement gaps, and also opportunity gaps, particularly for those students who have historically had greater challenges, and that's both from a socioeconomic perspective as well as the opportunity and the, and the performance gap that we see for black and brown students in Atlanta public schools. One of the things that we did during the pandemic that I trust will continue is to provide interventions and assessments to be able to see universally how our children are performing. We onboarded MAP, Measures of Academic Progress, and so we've been able to measure very specifically where our kids are and also to track that growth. We also brought in a screener because we can't talk about academic performance and not include how important it is to ensure that they are emotionally and mentally and behaviorally well. So we've also done screeners for that. Because of our ability to measure their growth towards proficiency, particularly in preparation for the Georgia milestones, we've seen progress. But Scott, I have to be candid. We want to see that accelerate. We want to be more aggressive than that. But we also want to remember that they are children. So literacy will continue to be the imperative and the focus, as well as numeracy, but also having relationships with our children so that we know who they are and also providing other supports so that they are whole and well when we ask them to tackle performance. Let's talk a minute about you. A personal question here. Uh, your, <laughs> okay. your, your interim role now through the end of the year, and then what's next for Dr. Lisa Herring? So I've been saying all this week, as you noted, today is the last day in this role, that it was important for me, and I would like to think as well for the board, that we could model healthy leadership transition. Uh, one of our uh, commitments to that was that this transitional agreement allowed for me to support the interim and in carrying through some of the signature partnerships that I've been able to bring into Atlanta Public Schools, whether that's been work with Apple, or I don't know if you caught recently our celebration with Jimmy Ivine and the Ivine and the Dr. Dre with the Ivine Young Education Group to bring STEM and STEAM into Frederick Douglass High School to help hone in on accelerating and elevating that work. My role in the interim will be to champion the, the interim superintendent and throughout the course of this year, see those partnerships through uh, and to also be a thought partner wherever possible. And for me, in the coming days, I am looking forward to an announcement that will speak to some other additional work that allows me to still be an innovator in education and allows for me to still have high touch on education and be true to what I believe is an imperative that we can't keep doing things the same way, expecting different results. And so I'm excited about that. Finally, Dr. Herring, any parting words on your legacy, how you'd like to be remembered for your time as superintendent of Atlanta Public Schools? Yes, I greatly appreciate that question, Scott. Um, at the last board meeting, uh, the board gave me an opportunity for closing comments, and I was grateful for uh, a standing ovation in the fall. When I was sworn in July 1, 2020, I made a commitment to work to ensure that our children will be well. And as here in 2023. I'm proud of the work of this administration that must continue for the wellness of children. That progress is in place and there's data to help show that we're on track to do well and to do better for our kids. But I also want to emphasize that the importance of what we do in public education has some other realities. 
for as much as there are those that challenge or celebrate our work, we have to come together to make children the first priority. And that leadership is never about just one person. So in that coming together, whether it's corporations or parents or a community, that we do so knowing that our most important priority has to be our children and that our work must focus on how do we prepare them for all of the opportunities that exist for them in the future. And in doing so, how do we come together and co-create the right model for that? I hope that's a part of what is my legacy as they think about what we have done very powerfully in APS over the last three years, in spite of a lot of challenges and what we must continue to do. Well, I'm sure we will speak again. Dr. Lisa Herring, many, many thanks for what you've done over the past few years and for spending this time with our listeners. I want to appreciate you for giving me an opportunity to just even reflect on the closeout. And as I've shared, I'm looking forward to the future and perhaps there's a chance that we may talk about that as well. Thank you, Scott, and thank you for your support of APS and this leadership.